This is a HeadGum Podcast. We're recording uh, earlier than we normally do. Yeah. The podcast. We got that morning energy, that morning fuzz, as I like to call it. Yeah, that just, oh, AM navel. (laughs) (laughs) Just that, ooh, that fresh peach. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How are you, gentlemen, this fine morning, though? Uh, I'm pretty good. I mean, it's we're not as early as you are because of coasts, yeah. right? I'm I'm good, Trevor. Trevor, how are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, though AM Naval for some reason Naval is kind of like it's kind of a gnarly word. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, because it's you think I think I hear Naval, uh, and my first thought is like those boys in blue, the Coast Guard out there protecting us, keeping us safe on the big beautiful sea, keeping us safe from sea monsters and such. Second thought is my little. <laughs> My little belly hole. <laughs> <laughs> that that strange yeah. little hole. What collects the lint? I feel like somebody should have invented like a little marble that you can just stick in there so you don't get belly button lint. <laughs> like a cork. Like yeah, a little, a little, yeah. <laughs> but, little, little oh, navel cork. <laughs> what are y'all working with? I got an any big time. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm an innie as well. We yeah. we all innies here? Yeah. Good. Fucking finally. <laughs> we usually ask guests this before we start recording, but I guess this will be on the episode now. Yeah, this is important to know. Yeah. Just for, for all the belly button talk we plan on doing. Oh, so like, I, what's your Lent situation? Every day. Uh-huh. Uh, at the end of the day. Yes. <laughs> I have just a perfect little, uh, little nugget of Lent. <laughs> I feel like in the past, in the past, like few, yeah. whatever, it's been increasingly more. Oh yeah, and I don't know what that says about like <laughs> the clothes that I'm wearing or like the body I'm developing. <laughs> but I feel like it, it didn't used to be that much, and now like the consistency and the volume is up across the board. Yeah, and I've got a, a little hair in mine, so I think that like, is there a chance that my body's trying to collect it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a there's a gravity to it. It like pulls it all in there, <laughs> and then you just get this little this little tasty, juicy little pea of uh, yeah. a fuzz. Mine is shaped like a a beautiful tiny little teddy bear. Aww. Oh, you got your own build a bear workshop in there. <laughs> yeah, that's an Etsy store that you should yeah, definitely that's, start. That's definitely yeah artisanal <laughs> belly button crafted uh, stuff. It's called Belly Bear. It's the Build-A-Bear rival, and it is all made with my belly button. <laughs> and it's to teach kids about belly button hygiene. Get that belly button lint out of there. Put it in your bear. He's brought to life. Your body made this bear. <laughs> I feel like that'd be so horrifying. It's like a present you get for your little sister or something. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's a tiny... Uh, Woven teddy bear. It's like, yeah, this guy makes those in his belly button. Can you believe it? <laughs> and now it's it's yours. And now it's yours. Cuddle with it. Yeah. Straight from my belly to your bed. <laughs> Where once an umbilical connected me to my mother, now too, this bear connects us. <laughs> I love you, belly bear. Love you, belly bear. They also got Charizards now. It's fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you got you to gotta know your market. Uh huh. <laughs> People who love artisanal belly button crafted stuffed animals also are big fans of the pocket monster. <laughs> the belly button is the pocket of the body, so <laughs> it's the it's the body. <laughs> Should we start the show? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What? What should we draw? Welcome to What Should We Draw, where we use the art of conversation to make art about a conversation. I am your breakfast, Caldwell Tanner. Uh, I am your uh, indulgent brunch, Nathan <laughs> Yaffe. Uh, and I am a light, healthy dinner, Trevor Lyon. <laughs> <laughs> up? Fucking lopsided day, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, you got to take a big nap after that indulgent yeah. brunch. <laughs> you really went hard at that brunch. <laughs> this is what I like to do on Saturday. I, I wake up, I eat uh, two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, wait two hours, do it again. <laughs> yeah, but with mimosas this time. Exactly, but this time I'm getting drunk as hell. Yeah. Uh, and then I pass out until about seven, eat a salad. <laughs> 
Uh, guys, we're a trio today. Hell yeah. It's been a while since we've had a guest on the show. We teased Trevor in uh, the previous episode, if you haven't listened to that one. Eagle-eared listeners <laughs> might know him <laughs> as the hot dog friend. <laughs> yes. But that he is also um, a comedian and uh, the editor of this very program. Yeah, this program and also of Drafi. His his little fingers have been in a lot of our projects, uh, and I wouldn't have him anywhere else. But uh, it was high time to get yes. him on the show. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it feels like I hang out with you guys all the time, but uh, I never actually <laughs> talk to you uh, during these things. So I'm just sitting listening and uh, just it's nodding f- along. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Isn't it fun to know that you're like affecting your own fate at this moment? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, if I say something really dumb, I'm yeah comfortable that I'll be able to take it out, no problem. Or like if you spike your audio, that's like your fault, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I do. I remember that feeling from back when I used to edit the episodes, and uh, it's it's very freeing, and also uh, it takes you right out of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it makes everything a lot less funny. It's you're, th- you're thinking about all that work you got to do later. Everyone should be forced to work a retail job or a retail or a service industry job. Everyone should be forced to edit their own voice. Oh, yeah. I'm introducing a, a new class called uh, How to Be a Fucking Person. <laughs> <laughs> and these are the two required lessons. Are there any other, I feel like, are there any other just kind of basic empathy interactions that we could force upon people to make them oh. better? Because I, I feel like, just knowing how you sound in day-to-day conversation, it's disheartening, sure, but it definitely- It's humbling. Yeah, humbling, that's the, that's the correct way to put it. I'm trying to think of other uh, empathetic, I guess just curriculum we could introduce. Maybe we do like a crash course, so you're um, a waiter, but everyone at the table does have a little cashier in front of them, so you do also have to uh, work at retail. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the way it works is, you know at like a, a mall, there's those uh those circular uh, clothing racks. Uh, the the brick and mortar Amazon, yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> An Amazon stop, if you will. I recall them all. Yeah, they they would have those circular clothes racks. Mm-hmm. Now, what if we take those? Okay. Uh, and we put them on a dinner table. Oh, I see. So you're the waiter, and you have to take their order, but you also have to ring them up for any clothes they buy while they while they eat. A third option for synergy, because you're buying clothes and eating. You're gonna get some stains on there. You got a, We got a laundromat. We got a laundromat in the back. <laughs> so you're gonna need to bring them change for all their quarters. Yeah. Oh, and so then we also probably have some arcade games, just because you got all those those quarters anyway. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna have Time Crisis too. No, no question, no doubt. Yeah, that's the one with a pedal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe as another form of empathy training, maybe you just gotta stare at another human for like a whole day. Oh. You just got to stare right into their eyes and, like, not get mad at them. Like a full 24 hours, or do you get a sleep break? Like an eight-hour workday of, of yes. staring at someone? Okay. A full workday of staring deeply into someone's eyes. With a lunch break in the middle. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and uh, during the lunch break, uh, I mean, it's like it's like when you go to the DMV. You do get to watch a movie. You're, you are going to get to watch uh, What About Bob during your lunch break. So it's going to be fun. That was a personal DMV experience story for me. <laughs> you, you watched What About Bob? When I was getting my driver's license, uh, I went to driver's school, and um, d- during lunch, we got to watch What About Bob. It was fun. <laughs> I don't even remember. What was that? Yeah, I don't which one was can you Can Bob? you summarize what you remember of What About Bob? I can do my best. I think it's a Bill Murray film. I think Bill Murray is in the film. Okay. But I don't think he is the titular Bob. I think in What About Bob, it's one of those 80s movies where like there's just an annoying person. Oh, great. And the whole premise <laughs> is that someone's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I messed it up. He is the titular Bob. Okay. And he's just like, I can't remember how he even like interacts with his family. It's kind of like- Oh, is that the one where Richard Dreyfuss is his, uh, his therapist? Yes. And he uh, does not have adequate boundaries between himself and his therapist, and so he- You know the plot much better than I do. I just didn't know that's what that movie was called. Yeah. I do know what about Bob. Oh, it's directed by Frank Oz, the Muppet Man. Yeah. Uh, that's... He, d- he only does the Yoda voice when he's directing. <laughs> A rap, that is. It's, yeah. it's, it's fun. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I prefer the remake You, Me, and Dupree a little better because it's just there's like a little more to work with there. There's like more characters. Owen Wilson's mixing it up. He's having a lot of fun. I do like a movie where Richard Dreyfus is annoyed. <laughs> Whether it's by Bill Murray or a shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, he was just so annoyed by that shark throughout the whole movie. <laughs> He's constantly like, oh, this shark. <laughs> the shark moves in. The shark is like, he and his. <laughs> what? That's really funny. It's just, what about Bob? But <laughs> Wait, what about Jaws? <laughs> what about Jaws? Is that anything? I don't know. I'm writing it down. It's almost something. It's so close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I miss that genre of 80s movies where it's just like, what an annoying man is here now. <laughs> an annoying man is here now, and we have to- Like, Uncle Buck is a little bit that. Any of the vacation movies, Christmas We're... Vacation especially, it's a lot of annoying people coming to one place. Yeah. My wife, it's like her least favorite genre because it's just like, men not compromising. <laughs> <laughs> She's lived it. She doesn't have to see a movie about it. Oh, brother. <laughs> She's like, brother, that's every day for me. <laughs> and then she, she gets a big round of applause. Yeah. From the audience that lives in her house. The, yeah. <laughs> the very not annoying audience that lives in your house. <laughs> They're very pleasant. Yeah, we're a Nielsen house. Um, do you all want an email? Yeah, we, we usually read emails from our listeners. If episode 73 is, is where you're jumping in to start. <laughs> then welcome, friend. Welcome. We read emails and mm -hmm. uh, try and turn one of the things we talk about into a drawing. Sometimes they're suggestions for, for drawings. Sometimes they're just words um, that vaguely resemble a sentence. <laughs> and this one is both. So here we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, this comes to us from Lance. Dear Voice Boys. I like that. Yeah. That's our band name if we, if we were able to form a, a hit boy band, be the voice boys. Yeah. My band teacher says there is no time and space. How do I tell him how fucking buck wild it is <laughs> to say that there is no time and space? Or at the very least, make him understand that he, as someone who devoted his life to listening to a fifth grader try to play the French horn, is not who I want trying to teach me Einstein's theory of relativity. Sincerely, uh, and then there's a different name uh, listed below. So I think, I don't know if... Um, I wonder if that's the science teacher's name. I, that, I feel like that's got to be the band teacher's name. Right. Now, I, he wants to be a science teacher. Aspiring science teacher. I'm not going to say it just in case, but I'll call him Mr. F. Yeah. Mr. F. Not the Mr. F from Arrested Development. That's no, no, no. That's a different mm. Mr. F. Mr. Friend. Mr. Friend. Uh-huh. So this is interesting because it's a fifth grade teacher. Right, so I have to imagine this is a memory. I don't imagine this is an actual fifth grader, but maybe. Yeah, I don't know. This is a very articulate fifth grader that uh, that knows how to curse, which is pretty, yeah. that's pretty cool. I know, I was also gonna say, <laughs> Love to write fucking Buck Wild in an email when you're in fifth grade is pretty. <laughs> yeah, these kids grow up so fast advanced. these days. Yeah. I feel like if I wrote Buck Wild, if I wrote fucking in an email, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure like I would just expect to die instantly in fifth grade. Yeah, geez, yeah. I, I'm trying to think back to, mm -hmm. I'm trying to put myself in that headspace. And yeah, I think I, I would have just been so terrified right. of the ramifications of even thinking a curse word. Because with an email, you're sending that to someone. And those people, I feel like everyone I knew that I would send an email to at that point in my life knew my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that, like, most of the correspondence I feel like I was doing was, like, thank you letters to grandmothers and stuff. Like, right. Thank you so fucking much for this <laughs> Christmas card with $5 in it. I'm going to go fucking buck wild later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those socks you got me fucking yeah. rule. <laughs> Grandma, oh, my God. This check was top-notch nuts. <laughs> it's cold as shit in my house. These are so fucking warm now. This fucking sweater. God, thank you so much for these long johns. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's just you a nice piece one. of shit. Yeah. You piece of shit. You fucking bat. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, Lance, the the precocious fifth grader, right, has requested how we tell him uh, about the Einstein's theory of relativity. Um, it's it's real, pretty sure. Well, it's a theory, so. <laughs> It could be disproven, but I don't think that Mr. F, I don't think that Mr. Friend is going to be the one to do it. I think it's pretty firmly cemented. 
Well, I mean, if you go to space, yeah. your watch is still going to work. That's my take on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the watch works, uh-huh. there's time. Well, time is a human construct. Right. We made it up. Yeah, like houses or dogs. We made those things. Has he ever seen Doctor Who? There's a lot of time and space in that show. Exactly. And in that show, time is very much real. And I think it might be a lady sometimes. Time be a lady tonight. <laughs> I don't know if, if that's the, the appropriate uh, interpretation. I like the idea of, of things that are purely human constructs. Sure. Things that we've made, we decided that they exist. Uh, and everyone just got on board with it, like a calendar. Okay, yeah. Like months? Yeah, I, I like how people decided to break up time into these units. Yeah, well, like how um, a foot is, or like a meter is like a guy, that's a human measurement that we just made up. Could we, on this show right now, make history and just come up with a new human construct? Uh, yeah, I bet, I bet we could. Oh, no I, I bet if we put our, yeah, yeah, we put our minds to it. <laughs> no Easy. Problem. Easy. It's a, usually a way for humans to quantify something unknowable. Right. Is there anything that like needs quantification? We've got time and space pretty pretty divvied up, so much so that for space, we, we even have two different competing systems. What about when you're hungry? Okay, the hungry meter. Yeah, or when you're sleepy. Something like that, something a little more nebulous that I think we could just lock down. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be good if we could, could lock down some sort of... Uh, <laughs> a worldwide known vocabulary. Yeah, we can have a like a, a a pang meter. Ooh, I like that. Like how many <laughs> how many pangs? It's like uh, I I gotta get lunch. Ooh, how pang how how high is your pang score right now? That's that's really good. Cause like one pang is like not. I feel like zero pangs not hungry. One pang I could eat. Two pangs it's like when's lunch. Three pangs that's when you're starting to get a little hangry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what five pangs is death? Yeah, if if you if you're up to five pangs, you you have died. Maybe five pangs is I could and will eat a horse. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I think the pang system is going to work great for the European market, but I think the American market is going to need something a little more colloquial. Oh for sure yes, for sure. Could yes. we Pang? introduce the horse system? For <laughs> yes. Now this I like. <laughs> <laughs> the hunger horse. <laughs> So I think what it's going to be is like, it's just a picture of a horse. Okay. And like, if you go to the doctor, because you're <laughs> an idiot and don't know how to eat food, uh-huh. the doctor's going to be like, point to how many horses hungry you are. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about when I when I used to go to the doctor, uh, there were many pictures of horses up up at my doctor's <laughs> office. He, he, really, he really liked horses. Is this a real life? Is this a yeah, true Nathan this fact? This is a real true story. When I was a, a youth, when I went to my youth doctor, I think they were all scenes of people playing polo, the horseback sport of polo. Yeah. Like framed paintings of people playing polo. Was your doctor like a Viscount or something? I don't understand why he had such noble and lordly passions. I was too young to ask him. I, I was too young to just be like, hey, what's what's the deal with all these fucking horses? <laughs> what the fuck? Shouldn't you have a picture of like an ear canal, you fucking weirdo? <laughs> yeah. Do we not study here for our job? <laughs> I like going to the doctor because you get to see like a cross section of a brain or an eyeball and being like, damn, how does that, how does any of this work? It's also why I don't like going to the dentist because uh, they they fucking love teeth over there. Yeah, that's true. They've got them on display. I wouldn't mind a, a, a polo pick breaking up the all the teeth memorabilia they got going on at the dentist office. If you went to the dentist, honestly, here's the thing. You go to the dentist, Yeah. you get um, a sticker that just has the word Silent Hill on it, and you just put that over any poster in a dentist's office. <laughs> It makes perfect sense because it's all <laughs> nightmare garbage. <laughs> it's like here's here's what your mouth would look like if there's no skin around it. <clears throat> here's a dummy I used to practice taking your teeth out. And yes, it's just a mouth with no eyeballs. <laughs> That's how I see you. That's how I see all people. Silent Hill Five, Orthodontia. <laughs> I think that that's great, but oh, I do want to get back to the the horse, the hunger horse system. Yes, good. Mm. Sorry, I uh, I just I had that I had that very visceral uh, memory. No, it's good. I'm back to it. I'm in the horse zone, Caldwell. Uh, do we want it to be like one horse is like a unit? Uh, one horse has to be like the maximum, right? Yeah, because I'm so hungry I could eat a horse is the expression. Yeah, and then like if you're hungrier than that, you die. Uh huh. There's a point where like 
you get so hungry that a doctor that they will have to rush in a horse. They will eat. Yeah, you do have to eat the horse. But would, would the the lesser metrics be like parts of a horse, or would it be smaller mammals? smaller animals? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I feel like because is it funnier to say like I'm three hoofs hungry? <laughs> right. Yeah. Are two pigs peckish? <laughs> could it be? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. And I think it's a good chart either way. Speaking of things that we could draw. Yeah, yeah. Just the okay. purported aim. The hung- the hunger horse chart. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I'm almost thinking it's like if you do the one horse, like one of those things where the horse is like empty and then it kind of fills up from the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thermometer almost. <laughs> but it could be funny, especially for the colloquial uh, yeah. Americanized version, to have a number of different uh, smaller animals kind of building up to it. And maybe the animals are just inside the horse. Oh yeah, that's oh, fine. Yeah, that's so nice. like the torso is just a pig, um, and then there's just some snakes in the legs. <laughs> I'm like a little chicken in the head, you know. <laughs> you know all those animals that fit in. A, yeah, there's a fun um, a barnyard a jamboree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, good. I think that one's solved. Yeah, I think we solved it. Lance, your teacher is uh... <laughs> your teacher's bullshit. Lance, this is uh, tell him to go eat a horse. Tell him exactly what you told us. Tell him it's fucking buck wild <laughs> to say there's no time and space. And also, if he's a music teacher, I think you could appeal to him uh, through song too. Oh, you could write him. You Maybe, could write him a song. Yeah, wrote him an yeah. original tune. Would it? Would it be about that? Would it be like there is time and space? You don't know shit. You're my bad teacher, Mister Friend. It's fucking <laughs> buck wild that you thought space was without time. It's the best. Go eat a donk. Go eat a donk. Donk is, uh, I think, uh, a, a smaller unit of, of horse. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's that's when you're like perfectly full. You just eat a donkey. You just eat a donkey. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's that's the right that's the right amount. Can Come I on. add to this real quick? Yeah, yeah. I will say I used to work at a museum that was partially space related, and in one of the like talks that one of the tour guides was uh, giving, uh, someone asked if anyone has pooped on the moon before, and he said. <laughs> No one has pooped on the moon, but there is poop on the moon. So maybe you could just kind of give him back some of his own uh, nonsense with no time and space by saying that. Wait, is that is because, that just? And is, that is true because I guess they, I guess astronauts would like poop on the way up. Oh, and then, and then they, they jettison it. it onto the moon. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So I just had to add that in there. The <laughs> there, <case. laughs> there is poop on the moon. No one has pooped on the moon, but right. there is poop on the moon. Yeah. That sounds like a riddle, and I love it. No one has timed in space, but there is time in space. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> everyone's so busy. There's no time. No one's observing the Pomodoro method of efficiency. <laughs> They're too busy chucking their their poop at the moon. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun game for astronauts. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. Like, you poop so much on the way up, and it's like... Do we want to take this home with us? Right, yeah. <laughs> Just leave it on the moon. Just yeah. leave it on the moon. You got to lighten the <laughs> payload for when you get back down. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Got to leave all your, your poop and Bud Light lime cans on the moon. <laughs> lighten the payload is a good euphemism for taking a poop also. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> got to lighten the payload. Got to jettison some... Uh... Some excess weight. <laughs> if you want to, yes, just keep it real space sounding. I like that. Yeah. I have another email I would like to, to read. Let's do it. If that's all right with you. That's very all right. This is from Jason. And Jason writes, urgent casting call. <laughs> and then that little squiggle, that little squiggly fella. Oh, it's a tilde, I believe is what yeah. that's called. It's a tilde, not a swinty. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, you brilliant boy. <laughs> I just scurry out of the room. <laughs> My work here is done. Uh, n- <laughs> the goof imp. Get him. Bye-bye. <laughs> Catch him. If you stick your finger in his belly button, you get good goose for a year. <laughs> get your finger out of my goofy button. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the goofs. <laughs> You'll never catch my goofs. <laughs> Give me the goof, Chuck Clor. You've uttered my true name. <laughs> I am Chuck Law. <laughs> the Goof Goblin. <laughs> yeah. You have stuck your finger deep in my button. <laughs> and now you shall be funny, but is it a gift or a curse? <laughs> You're only going to get hired for CBS sitcoms that fail halfway through the season. <laughs> 
Oh, too real. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I want to read this email from Jason. Okay. Chuck Lord be damned. Mm-hmm. Jason says, I need one hot potato and two baby onions. That's us. Yep. Uh, you got you got her two baby onions, uh, me and Caldwell, and then yep. lucky for you, we've got we've got the hottest potato around. Yes. Oh, that's a fucking russet over there. <laughs> Are you cupcakes ready for the roll or what? My director is really turning up the heat on this one. Let's put on a fiddlehead and good show, boys. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I like this one a lot because um, it's nonsense. Number one. Yeah, I love a I love a nonsense. It's cause a lot of people send us nonsense, but every so often. There's like a sweet spot of nonsense, and every so often someone hits it, and it's it's difficult to put your finger on what exactly our criterion are. It's it's difficult to get your finger in the belly button of, of what is what we want, <laughs> what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that uh, I think that Jason's really nailed it. I think in no small part due to uh, the word fiddleheadin. I'm excited to see what sort of emails the fact that we read this one spawns. Yeah, it almost sounds like like he was about to cook two baby onions and a potato, and like had a voice recording thing on. I like to think this is just how he talks to himself when he's uh, about to make his food, <laughs> and he's just having a good time. Yeah. Do you think that Jason's Alexa just caught wind of his conversation, of their conversation, and um, just uh, just emailed it to us? Oh yeah, maybe Alexa is a huge fan of the show. And oh like, yeah, I gotta see what they do with this. Because I guess Alexa, you know, you can if we're going by uh, her rules, right? Alexa <laughs> can be can be experiencing all manner of podcasts simultaneously. Yeah, so she's got she's got the full internet library of content to uh, I enjoy. I made my friend Emily unplug her Alexa. Cause <laughs> she got so mad at me because I kept trying to order Cars Two on it. <laughs> 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 and she was just like, I- I'm unplugging it. Stop it. Caldwell. I was doing that, and then I was insulting it, and she didn't like that either. Mm. What I think is going on here mm-hmm. is either Jason was trying to cook a stew, or Jason works for um, a cooking show and is um, is the production coordinator for a cooking show, and they just they forgot the vegetables. Oh, no. They, they need oh. some stand. It's, it, it's easier to email out a casting call for people to stand in as the vegetables than to simply go to the grocery store and get those two baby onions and one, one hot potato. I've been to a lot of cutthroat kitchen tapings, and a lot of times uh, the, a PA will run out and be like, Hey, everyone, uh, thanks so much for coming out to the show. We're really excited uh, to put on a, a good show for you. Bobby Flay's backstage just getting so crazy, Ooh. just getting so amped. He's shirtless and ready to go. A celebrity cutthroat kitchen. Yeah, yeah. But we forgot the potatoes. Does anyone have it? <laughs> Does anyone have or Or would anyone be okay to stand in as the potato? <laughs> you will be chopped up uh-huh. potentially. <laughs> Or mashed, you know, we don't know exactly what the different what the different challenges are going to be on this particular episode. Alton Alton Brown is is very excited though. Oh, Alton Brown is the cutthroat kitchen person. Yeah, I guess Bobby Flay. Yeah, Bobby Flay's just backstage. He's just backstage slapping his hot wet skin, getting ready. Yeah, yeah. he's he's just getting ready. He comes to the, the cutthroat <laughs> kitchen studio to get ready for whatever he's doing. Now I like that idea as a cutthroat kitten, kitchen challenge. Okay, it's just cannibalism. Have they done that one? Ooh. I don't know. I, you know, I've watched a few episodes uh, of Cutthroat Kitchen actually, and um, I feel like I could very much see Alton Brown just introducing just, um, you know, the challenge is to make a meatloaf, and then he says, "If you win this, if you win this sabotage, chefs, you'll be able to replace all of one of your opponents' meat with human meat, <laughs> with me." <laughs> <laughs> or you can you can take away all of your opponent's meat and they're going to have to make their meatloaf using only whatever meat they can harvest from themselves. Yeah, either that, but I do like the idea of Alton Brown just being like like you have to make a meatloaf out of me. If <laughs> oh, you yeah. can catch me. <laughs> if you can catch me and then you just have to chase Alton Brown around. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> He's so into it. He, yeah. He's so excited about it. Yeah, much too excited to become part of the dish that day. <laughs> yeah, he he's lost all life and joy, and this is the last <laughs> thing that can give him any sort of feeling anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> use all of Alton. That's the new show. 
Yeah, use all of all the whole Alton. Yeah, no, all all of Alton's better because it's it's got all in the in the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And brown, the color of meat. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful brown meat that we're gonna cook up today. <laughs> when I go to a restaurant, that's what I ask for. They're like, "How would you like your steak done, sir?" And I just say, "Brown." <laughs> I like it all done brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? Why, is, why am I? Why am, are you making my body make these sounds with that? <laughs> it was me. I goofed you again. Well, I just take people's names and make them a little different. <laughs> I've done it twice. Will I do it a third time sometime on this episode? Come see me at the Del Close Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> how do y'all? How do y'all like your your meat? This isn't funny, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. For steaks, I like a I like a medium rare, and for burgers, I just like a, a regular old medium, because I don't trust I don't trust the ground as much as I trust a slab. Don't know uh, why. That's fair. Oh, that's interesting. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am the same though. That's I do the same the same temperatures. <laughs> and you? And you? And you, Caldwell? I'm a rare bear. <laughs> you just wanted to say rare bear. I'm a rare bear. What can I say? Give it to me raw. Chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> That's for both for both burgers and steaks. Yeah, absolutely. Across the board. Uh, I want chicken. I want it just mushy and hot. <laughs> yeah, a nice rare chicken. Is... <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, uh, chicken. A little slime. A little of that pink slime in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. Send these nuggets back. <laughs> <laughs> Give me those pink nugs. Yeah. Just toast the outside, please. <laughs> just get it warm. Yeah, just warm it up. I want it to be slimy. I just wrote down, I'm a rare bear. I don't know what the drawing would be, but uh, I'm excited to see that later when going back through the notes. I don't know if there's anything about like restaurant culture. I'm, I'm kind of going back to the um, the casting call here. Okay. And I do like the idea of, um, well, I wonder, when you go to one of those cooking shows, mm -hmm. do you get food? Like, do you get some of the food that they make? I, I have to imagine. One of our friends uh, works on a lot of cooking shows. And, uh, Are you talking about Guy? Uh, our friend Guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's always, uh, he's always coming around, telling us about the hottest new spots. Exactly. Saying all the all these cool catchphrases that I mm -hmm. definitely know and have ready to say. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of free donkey sauce. A lot of donkey around. sauce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just a good he's just a good guy. He keeps a, he has a camel back that he wears under his big Hawaiian shirt that is filled with donkey <laughs> sauce. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey man. He does make you slurp it directly yeah. from the camel back. He does not take it off. No. I'm like, guy, give me a slurp. And he's like, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Spider-Man, but with donkey sauce. Because he's got a little like concentrated packets of it that he loads into his sauce slinger. Right. His donkey sense is tingling all the time. <laughs> and that's why it's called donkey sauce is because it fills you up the perfect amount. Right. It fills you up to the donkey. See, right. Guy's been on the, the donkey, uh, the, the horse. The horse hunger chart, yeah. <laughs> horse hunger chart uh, <laughs> tip. Yeah. For a while, yeah. And that's why you have donkey sauce when you're like perfectly hungry. But if you like, if you are starving, they are just going to drive you right to Arby's so they can just squeeze horsey sauce into your mouth until you're revived. Is the man versus food guy, is he still around? Because I feel like he's he has exceeded horse. He's up to Clydesdale. Well, I think there's a new guy. <laughs> there's a new man versus oh, food the, guy. Oh, the, the food finally defeated the old yeah, one. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he died. <laughs> he lost. The new man did eat the old man, right? That's how that works? <laughs> if you can't beat him, join him. And he becomes food. <laughs> It, what what is above horse on the horse hunger scale? Well, I think I think Clydesdale. I guess that's just a bigger horse. Yeah, is it man or is it elephant? Yeah, I think elephant's probably the biggest one. Unless yeah, we wanna, okay. unless we want to start uh, delving into marine life. Oh yeah, whale is good. Whales, yeah. whales would be the biggest. <laughs> that's a very funny. That if I saw that as a headline, number one, I would believe it. Number two, I'd be like, finally, hell yeah, of just man eats entire whale by himself. <laughs> 
my reaction would yeah would be like a three part reaction where number one is number one I believe this <laughs> I believe that this happened yeah the the headline would be this guy spent an entire year eating one whale all by him eating nothing but a whale <laughs> all by himself and I'd be like I believe this happened number two finally number three hell yeah <laughs> good on you man good on you you did it <laughs> and the picture is him being like. And yes, I did eat the bones too. <laughs> well, mm. y'all, I'm getting pretty hungry from all this food talk. I could eat probably uh, three little chickens or uh, or one or two goats. I'm I'm about at a two goat, I think. Yeah, I'm at I'm at four hooves and a tail. Okay, <laughs> I'm uh, 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 six goats. Six goats. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, six goats. Six goats. <laughs> we got to get this guy to the hospital. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break, uh, food up, and we'll be back with more show in just a bit. Yum. <laughs> Nathan, I got sad news. Oh, no. The sad news is that our blue ape, Ron, is, uh, he's asleep. I had to put him down. Put him down for like a, a rest. Yeah, right? for a nap. He's not dead. Okay, yeah. No. You shouldn't use the phrase put him down when referring to animals. I'm sorry. He was just getting real. He got me. Yeah, he's just he's just napping. He's just getting real rambunctious. He's taking a break. But Nathan, with every piece of bad news mm -hmm. comes an even better piece of good news because we have another sponsor. Oh, boy. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Brooke Lennon. Oh yeah, I do like Brooklyn, and that that makes sense. I uh, the apes asleep on some some nice sheets, some nice comfy sheets. What else would our giant chromatically incorrect ape sleep on but Brooklyn and sheets? I've got some Brooklyn and sheets, and I love them very much. You spend a third of your life in your sheets, Nathan. It, they make a difference with how you sleep. Absolutely true. Absolutely yeah. factually accurate. A third, one third. I'm trying to get up to a half. Just a full 50%. I'm going for two thirds. You go 70 30? I'm, tr I'm trying to go, I'm trying to go 70 30 <laughs> because gosh, I love these sheets so much. Uh, Nathan, I love Brooklyn. And let me tell you a little more about it. Please do. It's the fastest growing betting brand in the world. Wow. They can get away with their good prices because they don't do unnecessary markups and fees. Uh, most betting is marked up as much as 300%. That's extra money you could spend. On being asleep, mm. you know, because of all the money you spend on hypnotism, I guess. Right. Upgrade your nightly routine, and it'll help you feel more well-rested every day. This is an investment in yourself, Nathan. One thing that I am sad about yeah. is that Brooklyn does not have a cool mascot character to help promote their brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think they need it. I think they really need it. Maybe this is like who you dream of when you sleep on your Brooklyn and Sheets. Okay. Maybe like the Brooklyn and Crook. The Crooklyn and the Crooklyn, and he's trying to steal your sheets because they're so comfy. Uh, what about the Brook Lion? Ooh, because the sheets are so comfy that you wouldn't notice a giant stinky jungle beast next to you in bed. I mean, maybe it's a friendly. Maybe it's like a a friendly happy lion. Yeah, and he's like, "Get on in. Come on in. I come with a bed. <laughs> you can sleep in my mouth. My mane's pretty soft, but not as soft <laughs> as these sheets." <laughs> yeah, oh, I like that. All right, the Brook Lion. So we got the Brook Lion, and he is still a giant jungle beast, though. So, like, occasionally he will drag uh, an antelope onto your bed and start devouring it. And you have to be like, Brook Lion, sheets are for sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks at you with cold, dead eyes and says, He is asleep. <laughs> I put him to sleep. <laughs> I am a beast. I am the king. Do not step at me. Man. But in all seriousness, they sent us these sheets, and um, I thought I liked being in bed before, but man, oh man, they're, they're real good. I, I highly recommend you give it a try, because sleeping should be a good time. These are the sheets that won winner of the best online betting category by Good Housekeeping. Yep. These are great sheets. Yeah. I love my Brooklyn and sheets, and they have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is fun. Uh, you can get $20 off uh, and free shipping when you use promo code WEDRAW at brooklinen.com. Uh, and they are, they are so confident that they're going to offer you a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. Now, if that's not the lion's mane, then I don't know what is. <laughs> They've got lion's confidence there. There it is. Sleep with the lion for 60 nights. 
in the jungle, the lion sleeps tonight on Brooklyn is. and Sheets. We got there. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code WEDRAW at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Uh, and again, promo code WEDRAW. Brooklinen, these are the best sheets ever. And if, Trevor, if you could just put the MGM Grand Lion roaring there. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. We told Trevor to leave uh-huh. <laughs> while we recorded the ad, but we are talking to him now. Yeah, he's here in the room. He's just nodding along. Great, 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 great. Let's get back to the show. I think so. Hey, all, we are back. Um, we just went and just fucked up a barnyard. Went over to the Golden Corral and just decimated. Hey, Peta, is, is it okay that we, <laughs> we fucked up this barnyard? <laughs> hey, Peta, we went to Charlotte's Web and just had ourselves a little treat. Oh, uh, it was it was some pig. I will yeah. tell you. <laughs> I ate about uh, forty thousand spiders worth of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got one last email suggestion for y'all. I've actually got I've got two, but I'm I'm torn, uh, and I figured I'd let uh, Trevor. Our beautiful guest host. I, I figured I'd let you decide between these two. I'm just going to read two words that are mentioned in each of these emails. I'm going to let you be the judge for which one we proceed with. The first word is mipple. The second word is slort. Oh, those are two good words. Those are good. Those are two good words. Uh, you know, I like the sound of slort, uh, but uh, we got to go mipple. <laughs> got to go. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it sounds even better coming out of your mouth, Trevor. (laughs) I like a man that knows what he wants. (laughs) All right, this comes from Jimmy. Okay. Uh, Hey, Droffy boys. What about male nipples? What's the point? Please come up with alternate uses for male nipples, aside from looking like pepperonis glued to our chest. (laughs) Best Jimmy. Got some big areolas, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Or he's just revealing some little pepperonis. Mine look like very fleshy Fruit Loops. Uh, mine look like if there was a, a brown piece in the game, sorry. <laughs> so long. Yeah, they're very long, and, and they've got very bulbous ends. And Trevor, yours look like um, the A and B buttons on an NES controller. Yeah, exactly. If you've seen them, yeah. And they're also connected across. The, across. It's like a unibrow, too. Oh, <laughs> very yeah. cool. It's, it's very cool. <laughs> it's like it's... very fun for yeah. your romantic partners to have. <laughs> um, male nipples. Male nipples. What can we say that they <laughs> that they have film Meet the Fuckers has not already mm-hmm. said? Yeah, it's uh, well, it's Meet the Parents that it originally appears in, right? You're right. right you're right. Yeah. Apologies. Um, and yeah, I mean, if it weren't for male nipples, you wouldn't have the classic line of Robert De Niro saying, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? In the original script for the film, Mm -hmm. the line is, I got nipples, Greg. Want to squeeze them? (laughs) And then then he does that little eyebrow raise he does. Oh, yeah, the classic De Niro. Yeah. Yeah. Care for a little little squeeze? (laughs) There are so many takes of him... uh, Inviting Ben Stiller to to just squeeze his his male nipples. They went for a whole day. <laughs> it was it was the longest day of shooting for the whole the whole movie. The director wanted De Niro to stop, and he said, "No, I, I want to take it again." Yeah. And when it's De Niro, you got to do it. You got to do. You got to. You got to do. He's, he's one of the greats. Yeah. I got Moo Moo juice inside me, fucker. <laughs> you want it? Come here. Come here and give me a tug. <laughs> it's good writing it's a good movie it's fun oh man I just love everything about that movie it, it stands the test of time so well you know the, the nipple joke uh huh the, the cat using the toilet joke um very good the fact that his name is Gay Fokker and that's funny that's a funny <laughs> that's, that's funny and it's funny now too uh huh mm-hmm. holds up yeah yeah it holds up so well did you know that in, in Night at the Museum the other Ben Stiller movie the the only other Ben Stiller movie, yeah, yeah, the only other one that uh, if you look closely in the background, all three the the Fockers trilogy is on display there. Oh, because it's it's it takes place in the future. Not a lot of people know that, and it's a descendant. It's a yeah. a distant descendant of Ben Stiller who happens to look exactly like Ben Stiller. 
His family donated the treasures. So what, what, what do we think about... Hmm. What do we think about alternate uses for male nipples? Alternate uses for male nipples besides being referenced by Robert De Niro in the hit right. classic film, uh-huh. Meet the Parents. I mean, I do like nipples as a term, so I don't want to waste it. Yeah, nipples is good. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe can, can hang stuff off there? Yeah. Like a very tiny coat hanger? Yeah, very tiny <laughs> coat hanger for like, uh... You know, little little coats for your for your dollies. That sounds so painful. I just imagine <laughs> people walking around. It's like, ow, ow, ow. it's oh. pulling, <laughs> pulling at me. <laughs> I would laugh, oh so very hard, if I saw somebody with pierced nipples, but the piercings were just tiny little coat hangers, and they did have doll shirts attached. to <laughs> <laughs> He's not wearing a shirt. He just has he just has many yeah. options for his dollies. Exactly. <laughs> I think yeah. I mean, like, there's like a whole realm of nipple piercing that hasn't been exploited yet. But I think like nipple piercing is definitely a good use for male nipples. Yeah. Could you um maybe biohack them? Put like a little sensor in there so that you could they do become buttons. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just for like a like a like a hot key, like a quick quick access. <laughs> Yeah, put like an Amazon dash button in your nipple. <laughs> <laughs> you just, just ordered some more toilet paper. If you had like a pizza button, a pizza delivery button. Yeah. The left button orders pizza. The left, the right nipple, you tweet at Papa John's about how shitty he is <laughs> as a human being. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just uh, procedurally generates a, a tweet. You, you give it a sort of a, a library. Uh-huh. They do use the term fucking buck wild a lot. <laughs> do y'all have any other nipple ideas? Any other nipple revolutions? I do like the idea of augmenting them. Like, what if if there was like a, a fast lane uh, for like getting on the subway, and you just have your you just have your smart trip right in there? Oh, you just sort of tap your nipple right up against the machine. <laughs> and you just, oh yeah, you just okay. go through. You know, instead of having to do the awkward uh, pocket butt slide, mm-hmm. you just chest your chest chest right up, <laughs> right up on there. Just what, what? Yeah, I like that. It is like a sensor. Uh huh. And then like you and your your best friend, you both get sensors installed so that when you hug, it's like some sort of reaction happens or maybe it's like there's a uh, some sort of node in there that's like tallying it. Oh, yeah. And then you uh, and then and then at the end of uh, the week, you, you know how many hugs you got. Oh, and it could be like <laughs> a, a leaderboard. <laughs> yeah. You, you have a pool with all your friends. To see who can get as many hugs, consensual hugs. Consensual hugs for sure, yeah. The sensor can tell. The sensor can tell based on the uh, blood pressure and like body heat uh, of the other person whether for, or not they for are sure. enjoying the hug. And I don't think this has to be limited purely to. I, I like this idea because it's inclusive. Like it doesn't need to be limited to like any nipple. I think this is just a good idea. Yeah, ladies could get these in in their nipples too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I like the idea of just like a hug tally. And it's like got a, an app that you can track it with, uh, and then you know who the hug champ is. You know who, like, amongst your friends is the friendliest big-time hug maniac, and they're racking up just, like, crazy consensuals. I think maybe there's a gamified element, and you win something. Yeah, what do you win? You win um, a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, you win a pizza. Not from Papa John's, though. No. (laughs) No, certainly not. The one other idea I have for this. Okay. And then I think it probably is about time to uh, figure out what we want to draw. Okay. Is kind of like just, you know that, that trivia game that everyone's on about now? You know the HQ? Oh, boy. We got the, we got the sure. perfect. It, the, Trevor's the one who told me about HQ. Yep. It's, oh. It swept through some friends, and uh, you know I had to spread the, the word about HQ. So I think like we go back to the, the, like the, the sensor implant thing. Yeah, yeah. But now when you answer multiple choice questions on HQ... It's a new game called True False. Yeah, it's just two. Yeah. And uh, you just use your nipples. Like, left nipple is true, right nipple is false. Actually, it would be the other way around. Left nipple is false, right nipple is true. And I think that this could be bigger than the game, actually, now that I think about it. I think you can just use this as, like, a a metric for real life. I think you get to choose which which of your nipples you want to make the true one and which one you want to make the false one, <laughs> just so that, you know, left-handed people right, can, yeah. uh, can have quick access you know, whatever makes you most comfortable. Yeah, and I think that this is going to be, this will be a slang that catches on. It'll be like, I, I gave him a purple nurple on his true nipple. 
Oh yeah, that's something nipples are good for. Male nipples are good for is. Um, oh yeah, nerpling. Just, just uh, good old fashioned teen bullying. <laughs> Maybe um, that's like the new uh, platonic male friend thing. Is you just like when you walk around and you just kind of you hold each other's nipples. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> just very lightly though. Yeah, but I like this. No, I, I think we gotta we we, we need to. Um, regiment it we need to like codify which one is false nipple and which one is true nipple because this will be like a shorthand people use in public for like agreeing or denying a statement okay well maybe we can leave that one up to the to the listeners yeah okay email us or, or tweet at <laughs> us uh which which nipple is the true nipple and which nipple is the false nipple this does need to be universal it's it, you've caused me to reverse my Stance, I don't think it should be customizable. There needs to be one true nipple. That's going to be our big poll for this episode. Each episode, we like to have like a little audience poll, get their take on it, take their temperature. Uh, so yeah, like email in uh, which nipple is true nipple, uh, which nipple is false nipple. And then from now on, as a society, if you find fault in a statement, you will cover the false nipple mm. so that the true nipple may rain judgment upon it. And if you, uh, if you agree with the statement, you'll cover the true nipple so that um, all falsehoods can be brought to light. Let's decide what we're going to draw. Let's decide on our true nipple of an idea. Well, let's see. Uh, we had that first idea uh, that didn't even come from an email, just uh, how to be a fucking person. I like that. I think there's definitely something, a lot to that one. Did we ever come up with other metrics? I guess we, we came up with a couple. Yeah, we, it was uh, work in the service industry, um, do you have to edit yourself. <laughs> That's a good one. Maybe... Uh, have to go uh, the the food audition one made me think maybe just have to go to an open casting call oh <laughs> just feel just feel as insignificant as yeah. uh, as possible or like perform an open mic perform at an open <laughs> mic and and stay and stay and listen to the other people struggling up there yeah cuz that'll be good to illustrate how how little people think of your thoughts but then also how terrible most other people's thoughts are. As yeah, well. it's good. It's it's a nice. It's a very nice equalizer. Going to an open mic, it's like, oh, everyone's sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all we're all sad. <laughs> what what about just ride a crowded subway train? For ride an a hour? crowded subway train. A lot of New York stuff. I like that. Um, I'm a pretty good person, I guess. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'll say it. Announcement. Uh, announcement. Uh, according to this, I'm an excellent person. <laughs> what a great revelation I just had. That's yeah. Nathan goes to the good place, and this is they're like, wow, you you rode on a lot of subway trains and did some open mics. Wow, you're a you're a perfect human. You're a stellar A plus guy. <laughs> What other ideas? Mm, other ideas. Give me, feed me. I'm as hungry. I'm so hungry I could drink a cow. Just a fun fan-made movie poster for uh, What About Jaws? Okay. Just really for all the, the Dreyfus heads out there. Yeah, for anyone who just really like a good uh, <laughs> Dreyfus crossover. Yeah, if, if anyone still is out there just like hype on the Dreyf, then you're going to really want to get in on this poster that we're making. We, uh, let's see. Ooh, um, our horse hunger chart. Horse hunger chart definitely feels the most. It's the most, uh, dare I say, fleshed out. Mm. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, I wonder, are there variations on that that we haven't discovered yet? Well, uh, the original one was just pangs, just a pangometer. Yeah. Maybe that could be worked in. Okay. Yeah. Like just... if there are a corresponding pang. Yeah, that's, that's the metric. That's the metric scale. It's like I'm so hungry. And maybe maybe there's like a, a phrase for each level too. Okay. I'm so hungry I could I could eat a horse is is the max, but like Uh huh. That's like starving. That's like tin pangs, yeah. I could snack a a goat. Yeah, I could eat an egg. <laughs> <laughs> I'd enjoy an egg. <laughs> I'd partake of egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could house um it would be like uh, I could house an ape. Oh sure, yeah, Ooh, ape. Yeah. Ape is good. Uh, ape is that's good. close, closer to cannibalism, but not quite. Or like, I could chomp a chimp is also I could, good. I could chomp a chimp. Okay, so we're just doing we're just doing primates now. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'd I'd munch a monkey. Yeah, <laughs> I I like this. Um, this feels like a smart way to do it, and you you could also have like uh, I just there's a lot of fun words for eat. Oh yeah, like I could 
Yeah, I'm so hungry I could demolish a dolphin. It doesn't have to be alliterative, but I think that's fun every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, I think uh, I think there there's there's some stuff there that we could we could further uh, explore. Uh, I mentioned this earlier in the episode. I did write down I'm a rare bear, and uh, I've gotten <laughs> back to it. And it, it 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 was fun to read back a second time. I'm glad I wrote it down. I don't know what the drawing would be, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad I got to say it again. <laughs> There's maybe a comic in like different levels of uh of steak preparation. Oh, that's fun. Oh yeah, like what oh, yeah. what your steak preparation says about you. Oh yeah. Some people like it blackened. Yeah. Cuz they're Cajun nasty friends. <laughs> and <laughs> And that's okay. Yeah, they're all they're all very sort of rhyming or alliterative and then Cajun nasty friend is uh <laughs> If you like your steak well done, you're an idiot. You're a well dunce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that could be good. And then we're back to our our fun our fun and good nipple idea. Uh mm. the the hug tally. Oh, the hug tally. Yeah. I don't know if that's an advertisement just like introducing this fun new body mod that helps you tally your hugs or if it's a comic. Yeah, like nipple pass. Nip pass. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got some ideas in there. Trevor, do you have a, a favorite among those right now? I do like the idea of, of the horse hunger chart as almost a thing that could be in a doctor's office. Like, you can just <laughs> laminate a few and, like, send them out. Like, oh, that's fine. If you guys want to put these up, you know, it's great for the kids to just kind of <laughs> get acclimated with their bodies and how they're feeling and how to communicate that with adults and things like that. I, I like it's important, just like, you got to display it. It's good to have on hand. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, if you encounter someone uh, who is in desperate need of donkey sauce, like they can point to that because they're going to be too hungry to speak at that point. Right, that is yes. important. Yeah, it's like a mm-hmm. like a choking guide. And yeah, I, I do also like giving the listeners something to print out again. It's been a while oh. since we've uh, we've asked for some uh, gorilla style art sharing. I would love to see people put this up in their favorite Chipotle. Yeah, put this up in a Chipotle, <laughs> put it up in a... Put it up in a in a dining hall at a at a university oh, at a cafeteria. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, nurse's office. Any anywhere. Yeah, I think uh, I think this this horse idea has legs. <laughs> I don't get it, <laughs> Chuck Lore. I don't get it. It wasn't a celebrity name. <laughs> that one wasn't me. Thank you all so much for submitting ideas and suggestions to our wonderful show. Uh, if you would like to give us a suggestion, you can send it to a wswdshow at gmail or uh, tweet it at us, uh, WSWD Pod. Um, that's the only two places. Those are the two places. <laughs> you could uh, you could send us some physical mail at uh, 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, uh, Los Feliz, California, 90027. That's our P.O. box. Oh, you can, you can also, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, you can- Oh, that was the secret third method. That's yes. the secret third method. Uh, if you leave us a, a a nice review, a five star review, you can sneak a suggestion in there, and maybe we'll read that. That's like cutting the line because we have fewer we have fewer reviews than emails. That is the Wizwood Fast Pass, yes, as I I've come to call it. Mm-hmm. I am at Caldy on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me there, I'm at at Nathan Yaffe. I am at Lion at Large. And you've been doing the the Tignataro thing where you've had, I did you, yeah you've been having people tweet for you. <laughs> it was only for two days though. It was so, just two. It was just yeah. two days. Um, maybe it'll come back. Maybe though, it'll so come watch back. Watch out for that. Guys. You, you never know. Yeah, yeah. I'd love a turn. Whatshouldwedraw.com <laughs> um, dot com is where you can find uh, the finished drawings that we do. We are a little behind on drawings, but they are coming. Please keep tweeting. Uh, where are the drawings to Nathan? Yeah, just at me. <laughs> just at Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the one. I'm the one uh, causing gridlock and stopping the drawings from being. They're all done. They're all done, and I'm just uh, blocking their release. Exactly. Nathan is um, is uh, filibustering for better rights, uh, better. Uh, I guess just better wages, better um, support. It's just for my donors. It's just for my personal donors. I'm saying it's yeah. it's for it's for the people, but it's really just for my personal donors. I just physically stand in front of Caldwell whenever he tries to post a drawing <laughs> on the internet. I just go up. Uh, uh, no, no. Yeah, please. Um. Uh. Write your congressman. Um. Yeah. Call your representatives to try and get Nathan to do some drawings for the show. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, please check out what should we draw to see the finished ones. We also post them on our Twitter. Um. That's gonna do it for us. I think that we have nothing left to say. Thank you so much for listening. 
please rate and review the show, as we mentioned. Please uh, cover your false nipple and join me as I finish the show by saying, Nathan, Yeah, I think I know what we should draw. Mipples. 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 Slort. Slort. (laughs) Maybe next time. (laughs) Ah, goodbye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.